How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Yes, how we doing? Once again, my friend, welcome to Station B-O-B, where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. What's going on? It's been a minute since my last podcast episode. I just tied up with a major comprehensive exam that I had to take care of in order to register for classes for the Ph.D. program that I am in. So it's been a minute, but I'm glad to be back on this hot, humid, sunny day on my side of town. How's the weather on your side of town? All right. And so to take the words from my favorite song, Can it be I stayed away too long? Did I leave your mind when I was gone? Ah, yes. Excuse me. I just had to get that out. I just had to get that out. And so today, oh, boy, I got a good, fun topic for you today. Today's topic is the things we do for love. I think I should really call this topic the crazy things I have done for love. But I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple. The things we do for love—that's what we're talking about. Even though I may go back and forth between the crazy and the things we do. All right, and also let me just mention that I'm a little—I um, don't know—got the uh, mucus running there, so I might get—I might choke on my own stuff every now and then. So bear with me as we. Um, get into this topic, the things we do for love. Now, to that I say, what a topic, the things we do for love. Now, we're going to have some fun with this discussion, as I I just said. I'm going to let you know right up front that this is going to be a two-part podcast. Yes, this is part one because the, the, the crazy things I did for love are so crazy that they could not be confined or contained to one podcast episode. Now, I have to present this topic to you in two parts. You see, the things we do for love could be so crazy. They could be you. This, my story, this story, I should say, can be used as a, as a pilot for a movie script. 
So sit back and enjoy. All right, let's go. Let's go to work on this topic, the things we do for love. And so for openness, you know, I'd like to start out by saying I've done some crazy, stupid, and silly things for love. And at least I thought it was love. It was love at the time. Now I realize it was because I was I was kind of stupid in in love or, or relationships. Yep, I said it. Yep. Before I was Dr. Rob, I was not good at relationships or in relationships at all. Did you hear what I said? At, well, I was good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was totally, like, you know, out of whack there. What I'm saying is the things that you really need to understand about love is that I didn't have that understanding. But I got it now, by golly. All right? So now I'm glad I was able to get that straight. So let's fast forward years later. You know, where now I'm that dude. The relationship change agent for show. But, B-U-T, the truth of the matter about this life we live is that the worst and biggest mistakes we make can also serve as our best life lessons if we receive our errant ways in that manner. See, that is why now that I am a relationship guru or guru, how do you pronounce that word? Guru, guru, you know what I'm talking about. And as a result of life experience, much research, education, and my own book writing, I believe I have truly figured out the best methods and ingredients for healthy relationships. And that would include relationships for any race, any sexual orientation, and for you and your relationship scenarios as well. And you see, because we are all human beings, and we all need good emotional health to have good, healthy relationships. Without that, you have what we have now, a 40% divorce rate after our first marriage, a 64% divorce rate after our second marriages, and a 74% divorce rate after our third marriages. Now, why do you think that is the case? Well, I I just want you to know I'm just trying to touch on some points before we dive into the topics, and I think these are, are important and relevant points to make just to set the table, set the stage for the topic regarding the crazy things we do for love. Because you see, we get into marriage for love, and here I'm talking about how high the divorce rate is after our third marriage. Did I did I get in the 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 comment about well let me just start over with that. Forty percent divorce rate after our first marriage, sixty four percent divorce rate after our second marriage, and seventy four percent divorce rate after our third marriage. Now, why do you think that is the case? See, it's all related to the emotional deficits that we bring to our relationships, which lead to dysfunctional and steadily increasing divorce rate when we marry a second and third time. 
So what about you? I know you two have done some crazy things for love. Stop playing. This is real. The things we do for love. Now, since we're talking about love, I'd like to provide a better understanding, you know, of the topics I discuss. So some things I like to define just, you know, just because, you know, I want I want the, the, the I guess the true essence of the word or the topic to be out there. So I like to, you know, provide history and, and definitions. Even though you may know this information, I like to do it anyway just for the record. Okay, and so I seek clear definitions when applicable. And so what is love according to the Bible? Let us look at what the Bible says that love is. And okay, here I have it. The Bible in Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Now, with all due respect, that sounds very utopic, you know, just wonderful. That love is kind and, and all of those kind of things. However, this is not the love that we do, the crazy things we do for love. Like, who, who, can, who can even do all that? Show that lo- that type of love on a consistent basis. Now, I have my own spin on on the definition of love and how I see it. And my definition of love says that love is an action, not a word. And love is not supposed to hurt. Yep, that's right. I said it. Love is not supposed to hurt. Well, let me break it down for you. What that means is love should be demonstrated by one person doing loving things for another person in a relationship. And, of course, both people doing loving things for one another. Notice I said doing things. And so that leads me to my next point, you know, when I want to define what I mean when I say that love is not a word. Yes, you know, we say I love you. I love you. Yes, that's the word. But the the act of love, I'm saying, is not a word, which means do not tell me you love me and, and then you cheat on me or beat on me. That is not love. That, my friend, is pain. A good example of love being an action and not a word. I mean, some of you may know the song, um, by Tony Braxton, she used to be an R&B singer, and she had a hit song entitled "Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night." Keyword: Love should have brought you home last night, and she said, "You should have been with me." In other words, when you love someone, it is your actions, not your words. But your behaviors and all of the loving things we do for one another that demonstrates the love we have for one another. Think about that. I abuse my wife. Just just smacking her all over the place, right? That's not what I do. I'm just using this as an example. So I abuse my wife, and then I tell her that I love her. 
That is not love. That is pain. And so to keep it moving, what are some of the things you have done for love? I just wanted to give you a breakdown of this whole love thing. Because I'm going to get into some stuff about the things I did for love. And you're going to be SMH. Shaking my head. That's what you're going to be doing. S-M-H-N when you hear this. <laughs> and so, for me, I, I you know, when I look back, I mean, maybe it was just downright foolishness. I don't even know. Which, which, which has nothing to do with any of the definitions of love that I just described. But check this out. Let me share some of the crazy things I thought I was doing for love. Oh, my God. Right from the jump, I made some bad relationship decisions that led to crazy, stupid, and silly things for love. Like, for instance, and this is not even the story that I want to tell, but I have to start with this. You know, when I was around 20 years old, I dated one of the most beautiful and nicest young ladies you could ever meet. She loved me immensely, and I loved her too. And so what did I do? I broke up with her. I mean, after, you know, after three or four years. And I broke up with her so I could entertain other young ladies that I thought were also attractive to me and that I thought I could love, except that every one of those so-called attractive girls that I th thought I could love, they broke up with me. Now, what's up with that? It would usually happen like this. We date for a while. Then eventually you have sex. You're hanging out, going to dinner, seemingly just having good times. And then we'd be on the phone, and I'd say those three deadly words. Be like, yeah, you know, it's just been such a nice time. I mean, we've been having a lot of fun. We're developing a nice relationship. And I, I just wanted to say, I love you. And then I would be saying, hello? 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 Yep, the line went dead. And that happened more than one time. I mean, what is this love thing all about? So now, back to my first love. I did not want to marry my first love because I was too young. And I mean, she was a wonderful person, and she was wonderful enough to marry. But I broke up with her, and I think it was the right thing to do because, like I said, I, I was looking to go to college and not get married, you know, right out of high school and and even, I didn't even want to get married right after college. I just wanted to live a little. And so, after I broke up with the love of my life, I found myself in relationship purgatory for, for some 25 years before I met my current wife, who is an even more wonderful person than my first love. And so, I'm out of the crazy things we do for love life now. But boy and girl, I was all in it deep. What about you? Have you done some crazy and silly things for what you thought was love? 
I know that you have because that is just the way it is when you're young and perhaps not so relationship and life smart. I was a good example of just that, being young and not so smart in love. Oh, my God. My my, my friends used to tell me, yo, yo, Bob, you got to dog the girls. You too nice. And the girls... The women, they don't like nice guys. I'm like, nah, that's not that's just not my style. I don't I'm not dogging anybody, but I will figure it out. And it took me a while. But I'm there now. And so with that said, let's get into the the things I did for love. But B U T before that, I'm gonna let a promo in. And we'll pick it up on the other side. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you. And back to the show. All right. Welcome back. As a matter of fact, this crazy thing I did for love is in more detail, outlined in more detail in my first book, The Choices We Make. So if you want to find out all about the crazy things or the things I did for love, check out The Choices We Make. It's all in there. So let me get back to the story now. So, this is about the things we do for love. So, I I met this girl at work. I found her to be attractive. She was smart, you know, fun to be with. But, B-U-T, she was married. She was in her 20s. And she married a man, you know, who was... Like I believe in his sixties, he was he was a pretty old dude. No disrespect to to the elderly. I'm elderly at this point, my damn self. And so, although it was none of my business, but I was like, damn, there was not much, you know, I could do because she was married. You know, it's none of my business, and she had a daughter from that marriage. Anywho, eventually, you know, we developed a friendship, and our friendship and evolved into a relationship while she was married. And I, re- I really liked her at the time. 
Then, you know, down the road, she started complaining to me just about every day about her husband and how he was mistreating her. Now, fast forward, you know, two, three years later into our situationship here. And and I have feelings for her. I'm interested, and I'm feeling like, you know, I would do anything to help rescue her from her, her husband. Now, is that crazy or what? You know, but let me just say I was young, and you fill in the blank right there. All I can say is I was young, and you fill in the blank. Young, I'm going to say young and whatever you think. And so as time went on, the com- you know the complaints from her about her husband got worse. And then her emotions were high, and my emotions were even higher because I did not appreciate the way her husband was treating my girlfriend. This is his wife, but she's my girlfriend. How you like that? So... You know, let me just say, let me just stop right there with this story because I can't say because I want, I can't say this because I want you to hear about, you know, the things I did for love. You know, I should, I should, I should probably stop right here with this story because I'm telling you, this is an SMH shaking my head and I'm, I even got confused there for a second with my thoughts. I'm like, wow, but should I stop right there and just not share this? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. I tell you what. We're going to continue with this story. So let me let me go forward. So where was I? As I was saying, I did not like the way the husband was treating my girlfriend who was his wife. Is that crazy or what? I was even thinking, like, if you think that is crazy, wait until I tell you this. (laughs) So one morning, I'm up early getting ready for work. My phone rings. And it's my married girlfriend. She was in complete distress. She crying, complaining, and she was just a, at this point, she was just a complete damsel in distress. So now, remember, we are talking about the things we do for love, right? And so, as she is telling me what is going on in her home with her husband, I ask her, Hey, you want to get out of there? Do you want to get out of there? You see, I had my own apartment in the Bronx. I was single. And so now this is my opportunity to save my girl, my girl from her husband. Are you hearing me? And as I was saying, I said to her, do you want to get out of there? And she said, yes. I'm like, oh, my God. So I told her, I said, listen, go to the store, purchase some large plastic bags, pack all of your things, including the things of her, you know, your two-year-old daughter. She had a daughter. No biggie, right? I'm, I'm in love. 
And I tell her, I'll rent a van and come pick you up and, and take you out of your home. And you can come live with me here in the Bronx. I woke up my roommate, who he was off that day, and told him that we had to go get my girlfriend, you know, out of Brooklyn. And as my boy, he just got up. We went and rented the van and headed to get my girl in Brooklyn. So we get there. You know, we pack all her stuff in the plastic bags, get everything, the TVs, the whole shebang. Now, was that crazy to do for love? Woo. I reckon so. And so now I have my girl and we, you know, we're going to live happily ever after based on this ginormous sacrifice I just made to rescue her from her husband. Right? Wrong. Now, she's in my apartment with all of her belongings and her daughter. Eventually, you know, I found a place to live, but in the beginning, you know, she stayed with me. And she liked that. And eventually, you know, after she got her own place, she divorced her husband. And so now we're going to live happily ever after, right? Wrong. I would say perhaps a month or so later after I had, you know, sprung her from the crib with her husband. And, And let me just say, I accept full responsibility for the crazy thing I did for love in this case, you know. But now she's out of the house and I'm noticing that she's showing a tendency to get 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 mad, get upset like rather quickly. And I did not see this of course prior to breaking her out of the crib in Brooklyn. And so out of nowhere, she started telling me that she didn't want to be involved with me anymore. And I'm like, "What?" Like, now you know what I'm thinking. I'm like, now that ain't going to happen. I did the craziest thing for you by going into your home and to get you out, and you told me you were in a bad marriage, and a month later, you trying to break up with me? I'm like, what? Now, I'm not that type of dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that kind of guy. You know, because as I had said earlier, I was getting dumped on the regular. But this was different because now I did a thing for love that was insane by going into this woman's house and taking her from her husband. Oh, my God. And so, so, like I said, this is different. Now she's trying to break up with me. And like I said, and I want to really repeat, I'm not that kind of guy. If you don't want this, You're free to go. But as I said, this was just a little different. And I was like, this cannot happen to the kid, not the kid. So the truth of the matter is I think this was the karma related to that situation. I had no business getting in her marital affairs. And this is what happens during the things we do for love. Anywho, 
we were able to get past that. Then eventually we made plans for her to move back into my apartment since she was divorced and free for a year or two now from her ex-husband. And just as I took a day off for, you know, of work to move her back, you know, back into my apartment, I call her, you know, I'm at work. I call her to see how she's making out, you know, unpacking, trying to find her, you know, a way to, you know, a place to put her things. You know, so I'm thinking, yeah, you know, we're together now. So I call her to see how she's making out. And and instead of her, you know, getting comfortable in the apartment, she tells me that she does not want to live with anymore, live with me anymore. Like, are, are you hearing me? I mean, I had just moved her in the night before. So now it's the next day. I call her to see how she's doing. It has not even been 24 hours. And she told me that she didn't want to live with me anymore. I'm like, I'll be there. I was like, would you please tell me what the hell is going on? She said, I do not want to live with you. I'm, she, she, she told me, she didn't ask me. She said, I'm going to stay here and save my money and find another place later on. And then I told her, listen, I'm a, I'm a single man with no children. And if we're going to be together, then, you know, we're going to be in the same apartment. But if we are not going to be together, we are not going to be separate in my apartment. That That is not happening. So I suggested that she contact her landlord and, and see if she can get her place back. Tell, you know, tell the landlord. I mean, now, I didn't do that right away. I mean, I'm literally like, what is going on? I'm bugging out about this. But when I saw that I, I wasn't getting anywhere, then I started talking to her about, well, contact your landlord to see if you can move back because you can't stay with me under these circumstances. You would be homeless. Yep, that's right. I said it. I mean, crazy sometimes meets crazy. So, she said she wasn't going to do that, you know. And I'm like, well, listen, you had a good relationship with your landlord. You should go back and see if you can get the place back. The landlord owned a two-family home, and, um, you know, she had just moved out. So common sense, you know, to me is like, hey, that spot is still available. So she said, that she wasn't going to do that. She said, I'm not moving. I told you I'm going to save my money and move when, I, when I'm able to. Now, again, she didn't ask me if she could stay. She told me. Now, I'm, I'm a single man. I'm confused, totally blown away by all of the things I did for love. And now this is what it has come to. Well, uh, I have to tell you, can you say karma? Yep, that karma was kicking in. I took a married woman out of her marital home, and I should have mind my own damn business. I was single. 
all the girls in the world and then I do this for love? So after, you know, I was, she made it clear that we were not going to be together. The good guy that I have always been, I contacted her, her landlord, you know, while I was at work and I told her what happened. And I asked her if my ex-girlfriend could move back into the apartment in her two-family home. And the landlord said, yes, she would take her back. She said that wouldn't be a problem. So now I'm thinking, right, I'm thinking that the problem is solved. I'll be able to get, you know, on with my life after the ex moves out. So I get off work, I go home, and she's standing in the kitchen, and I ask her one more time, like, are we gonna are we gonna make this work? Especially since I didn't know anything was wrong because you you moved in on your own consent. You were very happy to move in, and so well, I thought at least I thought you were in your right mind. And she said, she said, I told you no, and I told you what I was going to do. I'm going to stay here, save my money, and eventually move out. I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's, that's something that, that make you say, whoa. So I told her, I said, I went and I spoke to your landlord. And she said, you could have your apartment back. And so it is best that you move back. And before I could finish saying move back, the next thing I know, I saw a big star like, bow. She sucker punched me in my left eye, and she hit me very hard. A fight broke out from there. Now, I'm not, I'm not proud of that. I mean, I was just acting instinctively. And so it didn't last too long after I was able to, you know, get a handle on that. I I tried to talk to her, uh, talk to her again. And and she wasn't having it. Now she's mad that we get into this spat after she punches me in the and she I'm telling you she knocked the shit out of me and instinctively it just turned into a little brawl and I I'm not proud of that but what would you do I don't know I'm in the midst of this crazy thing I did for love and this is you know the outcome but anyway, I was able to get in a position where I could manage things and try to talk to her again to help her get into her right mind. And then I'm like, you know, this is not good, and I'm not feeling safe, you know, in my own place. So I think you're going to have to leave. You know, I'm telling her that she's going to have to leave, like, right now. You can't even stay the night I, because I don't feel safe in my own place after what you've done and, and just this whole crazy thing that you have us going through. And I said, you know, she said, well, 
what she said something like, you know, I told her I didn't feel safe, and I said I plan, you know, to wake up tomorrow and get on with my life, and she said something like, yeah, well, if I'm here, only one of us going to wake up, and I'm like, what? I'm like, well, that person is going to be me. I'm the one that's going to wake up here because you got to go. And that's for real. So she she gathered up her things and some of her daughter's things, but she didn't take everything. She just took enough, you know, that she can go wherever she was going and have to survive, and I was cool with that. Two weeks later, you know, she called me, and I put her stuff together. She came over to get all of her things. She went into the refrigerator to get some of her, you know, I don't even think her daughter's food was in there, but she went into the refrigerator to get something out. I, I, you know, I guess it was for her kids, so I thought. But instead, I learned later that night, as I, you know, fell asleep after all of this, all of these traumatic experiences, and I woke up in the middle of the night to get something to eat. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, I am a type one diabetic, um, and I take insulin injections before I can eat any meal. And I've been doing this for the past couple of decades and more. All right, and so I'm hungry. I'm confused, angry. I'm like, I don't even know what I am because this was so. I have never ever been through any. Thing as as crazy as this, and this was a thing I did for love. So now I'm looking for something to eat in the refrigerator, which I found, and then I'm looking for my insulin because you have to keep it refrigerated. And I cannot find my insulin. I'm looking all over the house, all up and down in the refrigerator, and then I realize that she stole my insulin while she... I thought she was taking food out the refrigerator for her daughter, but instead she was stealing my insulin. She removed my insulin from the refrigerator, which my life depends on to manage my blood sugars as a diabetic. So picture this. The girl I rescued from her abusive husband left me for dead by stealing my insulin. Meanwhile, I moved her in my apartment where she said she wanted to live, and then less than 24 hours she tells me that she don't want to live there anymore, and she was dead serious. So then I, I have to, you know, have her, well, throw her out just to keep it simple. And then she comes back and steals my insulin. Like, she left me for dead. <laughs> That's what she did. She left me for dead. And so, just before I wrap up the story, I'm going to let another promo in. And we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services. The place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. 
We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. All right, welcome back. So before I let the promo in, I was talking about I rescued my girlfriend from her abusive husband and moved her in to my apartment where less than 24 hours that she has been there, she informed me that she wanted to leave. And so... She assaults me, a spat ensues, I have to ask her to leave because she told me that if she stayed, I might not be here today doing this podcast with you. So, and she was serious because she came back two weeks later and stole my insulin and left me for dead. That's in her mind, that, that is what was supposed to happen. Okay, but you know I'm smarter than that. And I was able to make it to a pharmacy or the emergency room. I don't remember, but I found me some insulin, you know, at some medical facility, you know, I was able to refill the prescription to to replace that insulin. But nevertheless, that was the gratitude shown to me by her for the things I did for love. And that's like, whoa. And so she left, and that was pretty much the end of a relationship that should have never happened. But it came about because of the things I did for love. Now, what you say to that? I'm sure you have your own set of crazy stories about the things you do or did for love. And so... I'm not ashamed, although I know what I did was wrong, and, I, and I'm feeling that. I didn't realize it at the time. I thought I was doing the right thing for somebody, you know, who who was in need, you know. But that was not a good thing, and that's why it didn't work out, you know, aside from some other things. But I'm okay with that because I'm in a much better place now. But I just wanted to share that story with you you know, about the things we do for love. And as I mentioned earlier, this is part one. Part two may be even crazier than part one. Shaking my head. So stay stay tuned. I plan to, to bring that to you in the next few days. Thanks for listening. Thanks for jogging with me. Thanks for walking with me. Thank you for supporting me. Just Thank you. I'm happy to be with you, and hopefully you are just as happy to be with me. I ask for forgiveness, if you will, for for that crazy deed that we talked about. I have forgiven myself, and yet 
I still have more to talk about regarding the the things we do for love. So until we meet again, don't do any crazy thing for love. When you think about it, it is it love based on the biblical definition as I described? Or is it love based on the definition that I provided as Dr. Rob? The answer is a resounding no. It is not love that we do these things for. It is our emotions that have gone wild for sure. Okay? So I see you the next time on part two coming soon. Peace. And remember, love is in action, not a word. And it's not supposed to hurt. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, Then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.